0: All right. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to the Service of Teaching podcast. My name is Mary Nunn, your host. And today with me, like always, I have the ever so lovely Jennifer Avila. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And today we have a very special guest. I know I say that every time we have a special <laughs> guest because we always have special guests, very special. Um, but this time we have a student, and I'm super excited about having another student mm-hmm. in our sound booth because of the fact that we are student. We talk about being student first, and if we're going to talk about student first, we better have some students on here. That's right, telling us what their expectations of being student first we need to includes. Know. <laughs> so um, we have. Taya Passion, did I say it correctly? Yeah, that's correct. Excellent.
1: All right. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Well, my name is Taya Passion. I'm 19 years old and I'm a student at South Mountain Community College. I'm majoring in education right now. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: What kind of teacher do you want to be?
1: I want to be a K through second teacher. Nice. So early childhood. Yeah, Yeah, early
0: childhood. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I love you. I could never (laughs) do that job. That's what
2: I actually got my certification in originally was pre K through third grade in Ohio when I got certified. So it was the early, it was before they did it out here in Arizona. When I moved out here,
0: it was K 12. I was like, what? No, I only know
2: how to teach little ones. (laughs) Just the little ones. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I love you both. For this. I know that is not my wheelhouse. And, um, you know, one day I'll have to tell you my story of substituting in a first grade classroom. <laughs> oh, that seems terrifying. It was like kindergarten cop. I'm not going to lie. It, it really was. <laughs> that's if how ever... I feel
2: about seventh and eighth grade. <laughs>
0: yeah. See, give me seventh and eighth grade and high school. I love them. High school, fine. Seventh and eighth grade, no. That, that, <laughs> they that's, scare me. That's borderline a little bit, too. You're yeah. right. The hormones yes. in that age group. Uh, That's a lot to handle. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get down to it. So, Taya, how long have you been a student at SMCC or within the district?
1: Um, So I started taking community college classes here uh, my sophomore year of high school. And then my junior year, I took like two more. Senior year, I kind of put it off for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then I started again after for this year so. Awesome. Well, it's been on and off a little bit. But, yeah, it was really nice that my high school, like, let us take college classes.
0: Awesome. What yeah. high school
1: did you go to? AAEC. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah. it's it's really huge. It helps a lot of people. A lot of my pe- um, seniors, they had graduated with their associates. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah.
2: That's very cool. We have a good relationship with them. So we it's, do. It's really That's right.
0: Um, and so, obviously, you are early education. Mm-hmm. I bow down to you for that. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. So- In talking about learning, what types of classes do you prefer? So you have gone through the pandemic... And now you've probably been exposed to what we call live online, so those synchronous classes where Mm. you meet at designated time with the instructor. There's also the asynchronous classes, which is more of just staying on task and having different activities and having regular communication with the instructor uh, weekly. And, you know, there's clearly feedback and things like that. Or there's face-to-face classes. So what is your preference?
1: Um, I prefer face-to-face because I am very hands-on type Mm -hmm, of learner. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I love actually being there and, like, being able to actually ask questions and see them. Because if I still don't get it and I type it, like, in the chat or something and they explained it, I'm just not going to ask them again. Yeah. So I'd rather, like, be there and be like, oh, like, are you sure it's this way? Like, can you help me a little bit more? So I love in-person. Okay. Yeah. That...
0: See, I love, I love in person. I love live online. I love asynchronous. I love it all. I think it's all fun. I do too, but I, I think that for students, it's certainly
2: knowing your preference and, and where Agreed. you thrive, yeah. right? And, and um, we we hear a lot that students want in person classes, mm-hmm. but our online classes fill up faster. Right. So we're trying to find the balance. But the majority of our students tell us, just like you just did, oh, I prefer face-to-face. Right. Yeah. So we're, we are trying to up the game and offer more face-to-face classes versus yeah. just fully online.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing with the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. It's People want to come back to campus, but if, if we don't have a lot of face-to-face classes, mm-hmm. then you know, they will sign up for the online classes, but it, again, it goes back to it not being their preference. So. Right, but they the, the online classes actually fill up faster, and like, right? That's, that's because, the crazy
1: like, thing. People have, like, such a busy schedule now yeah. that they're trying to keep themselves busy that they don't have time to go in person, but that's probably how they learn best. Yeah. So they'd rather just do online and try and get it done with faster. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a difference in the classroom environment when you're there, right? Yeah. You know mm-hmm.
2: the teacher, you know the other students, you make friends, like, and there's that interaction between people that you don't get in an online, even a live online environment, you don't get the same interactions.
0: So there's something to be said about being in someone's space Mm -hmm. and being able to look them in the eye Mm -hmm. (laughs) as I like do the eye point at you. Um, You know, there is something to be said about that. And and it, it really is, you know, for students that This is their first college experience, having that sense of community and having that feeling of community is really important. And no, you know, you don't you don't necessarily get that uh, in an online class. So. Mm All right, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty, Taya. <laughs> so your perspective. So when you hear the term
1: student first, have you heard that term before? I don't think I've really heard that term before. Maybe a couple times, but I don't think I was really paying attention. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. It's okay. Well, so
0: when you think about it, let's put on your teacher hat, okay. your, your budding teacher hat. <laughs> so um, when you hear the term student first as, as a soon-to-be teacher – what do you think that that means like what does it mean to you what does it look and feel like for a student in the class
1: um i think student first is really putting the students needs and making sure that each individual student has what they need to like succeed in that classroom and also outside of that classroom so making sure like that individual like if they need a little extra time with reading like you help them out a little bit and just making sure you put them first before anything else so. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like that you said
2: individual mm-hmm, students. Correct. Because what works for you may not work for the person sitting next to you. Right? Yeah. You may be a really fast reader and able to get through everything immediately. But this other person might need you know a couple days to get through because right. they don't process the same. So I, I love that you said individual needs because that's really what we should be looking at is
0: what do our students need individually. Right. Absolutely. So in thinking about this – now that you are in a teacher program which Mm -hmm. i love but now you are in the teacher program and you have teachers teaching you so what expectations of student first do you have for your teachers for your current professors
1: um i think right now probably just trying to help us get as much in-field experience Mm-hmm. And um, also help us, like, yes, we're the students, but also how we should treat our students in the future. Mm-hmm. So kind of showing us, like, what to do in, like, certain situations. Like, if a kid's throwing up in the classroom and, like, another kid <laughs> start throwing up, like, what we're supposed to
0: do. Oh, my God. All I can think of is Goonies. <laughs> right? Oh, I love that movie. Right? <laughs> That's a good
1: movie. Oh, Chunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, definitely that. And just, like, every student right now is completely different. Like, I'm very said hands-on learning Mm -hmm. so if the teachers can just accommodate that you know just help us out a little bit because I also have a friend she's very she likes in person but she's very like scholarly so she's always like on the laptop doing her homework and Mm -hmm. I like to actually like be out there yeah Mm -hmm. so like them just kind of like realizing that and I do have teachers that do that so I appreciate that but yeah that's pretty much it okay so then as far as student first thinking about our
0: our college Mm -hmm. what do you think that and what does it look like and feel like if, if you know, for our college to be student first?
1: Mm, I think more of a community in a sense, because I feel like a lot of us don't feel like we belong or we're very, like, I guess, individualized in a mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like
0: little islands. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah, yeah. like everyone kind of has like their own friend group, but you can also tell that everyone doesn't like being with other people and we're not like really brought together. Mm-hmm. So I think we need just a little bit more of that and also just communication because there's a lot of times like I don't know when any of the like games are or what sports they're playing or like when they I agree they with that.
2: Yeah. yeah, I even say that as faculty because they're like, "Why don't faculty come to the games?" I'm like, "I don't know when they are. Mm-hmm. Where? Where's the signage? Where's like the game schedule? Like, because yeah. I feel like students would come to that too.
1: And I enjoy sports. I'm, I'm a very too. big sports Me person. Too. So like, I would love to go and see their games. I just never know when they are. Yeah. Like, and that builds playing. that sense of
2: community that you mm-hmm. were talking about. Like, if you feel like there's spaces for you to gather, yeah, right, and and come together and a reason for it too, right. Whether it's a sporting event or some sort of community building event, a performance on event. Oh, yeah. by the way, there's a performance this week um, at the theater. Have you seen uh, the the flyers all around for it? it yeah, there's a no. really cool one coming up. Um, there's I I don't know. There's like five um, performances this week. Oh, that's called cool. the designer. The designer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: good plug. Mm-hmm. Love <laughs> it.
2: You're welcome. Theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, this gets me thinking kind of about, like, ASU and the big universities, mm-hmm. right? They put a lot of energy behind their sporting events. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, South Mountain has really great softball teams, yep. really great baseball teams, and they have for years. And volleyball, and, beach volleyball just placed be- fourth in the nation. That's right. Oh, wow. They yeah. were just in Florida. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. They were invited. And, mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of a surprise that they it were invited. Was, yeah.
2: And they ended up placing fourth a- across the country. That's oh, awesome. Wow.
0: That's, right. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, I, I think you're right. I think there could be more um, advertisement mm-hmm. and and also too, you know, rallying. I hate, mm-hmm. you know, that's really the word that I think about It's just like, how do you rally people to, you know, you know go out and yeah. and support our teams I well mean, they used to
2: have pep rallies in high school right so yeah. something similar to that just even yeah. signage around the school I right think would help
0: i mean we need a cool phrase like u of a bear down yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so yeah. or like what is that Who what's cares? the sun devil's the pitchfork, yeah, yeah it's the pitchfork. The pitchfork. The pitchfork. Yeah. Do they have a uh, something that said? I'm sure they do. Yeah, they maybe we need to like, <laughs> we, yeah, right. We need to get that. We need to get the students in here to start coming up with ideas. Yeah. Yes. yes, you know. All right, so, um, so let's talk about what was something um, that a teacher did that was helpful and supportive to you in the class.
1: Um. So I have a teacher, Dr. Brown. Mm-hmm. He's Dr. Brownlee. Awesome. Yeah, Dr. Yep. Brown Lee. I love him. He's so cool. We call him and Dr. B. <laughs> Dr. B. Yeah, but he's definitely helped me out because I that semester when I had his class, I had no motivation to be going to school. Like it was fresh out of high school. I was just so done. But obviously, I didn't want to continue my education. Mm-hmm. And he's helped me so much by trying to like come up with alternatives mm-hmm. and like grading systems and just like get me to actually go out there and get experience like with things. It's and, awesome. like, he'll take us on field trips, and it's awesome. Like,
0: I love him so what much. A, what an asset to the institution, right? Mm-hmm.
1: He, he's um, he's really actively involved. Yes, he is. Yeah. And yeah. you can tell he cares for all the students that he has. Like, yes, he individual, does. as a group, like, in the classroom, outside. Like, he's always there. Yeah. And he's trying to do so much with the campus, too. Like, it it's awesome. It's pretty evident, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's do
0: the flip side of that coin, Mm-hmm. So what was something that a teacher did that made learning difficult for you in the class?
1: Um, can I go back to high school with this one? You, you can, can go wherever, go wherever you okay. So I have this teacher. She was an English teacher in my high school. And she was awesome. I loved her. She was great. But the expectations she had for us was very high. Like it was, it was crazy insane. And I love her for that but i think also with the students not knowing like what to expect in that classroom and some of us like we kind of like behind a little bit mm-hmm. so her like having that and then not really understanding in a sense that Providing we were Providing
0: the yeah. support and scaffolding yeah. to help you succeed yeah. yeah
1: and i love her like she really did help me with like my english and my writing and stuff like that but it was so difficult to try and get just like a b in her class mm-hmm. and then the second semester i had her um is when covid happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I yeah, it was even harder online. But like she was she was a little bit easier cuz I think she understood like she just had us journaling like the experiences we were having, what we were feeling, what we were dealing with. But yeah, it it was it was a little difficult that we couldn't meet her expectations, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah. Did she provide rubrics for what sh- her expectations were? Yeah, she did. Kay. She had a rubrics. Um she would tell us like this class is not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. Um, but sometimes you could tell that she did help. Certain students that are already at that level, go a little bit above that level instead mm-hmm. of helping the ones that were below that level to reach that level. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: okay. All right. So so that's high school. Now now you're in college, where it's mm-hmm. there's not the checks and balances of everyday meetings, right? Yeah. What is something that is difficult here at the college level that maybe? we could be more aware of as like professors at this level?
1: Mm, I will say with my online class, I feel like trying to communicate and understand through that is very difficult, especially when um, you don't really get emails back as much. I know like Mm -hmm. some students, like they'll be emailing the teacher, emailing it, and they don't get a response. But then the teacher will be like, hey, just so you know, you're falling behind. You need to catch up. It's like, well, I'm trying to catch up, but there's not very much help and i know there's like tutoring and stuff here but i also know students get nervous to go up there to ask yep. for help i'm kind of one of those students i don't mm-hmm. like asking for help really um so it is difficult having an online class when you don't actually see them mm-hmm. and you're not getting any responses back yeah yeah
2: so communication is key yes yeah, yeah. so to address the tutoring thing though like i had to get tutoring in college too mm-hmm. I and did too. i like for math and whatever and i i was embarrassed also just go to the tutoring center they're yes. actually really awesome um the ones in the LRC are so nice like that's where my office is too mm-hmm. and like they are just the best and the the students who come in there they're in there all the time because they're like oh my gosh this was I'm so glad I came in yeah. so I, I will say that the tutors at least the ones that are in the LRC right over here they are just they're kind and they're they're young and they're sweet and they just they kind of know some of them have been there for a while but um you know they just know what they're doing
0: and so. too they also their empathy mm-hmm. is is often rooted in a very similar place in which you are coming in, yeah. And so they, from my experience and talking with a lot of tutors, they were like, "Oh yeah, I totally had to use the tutoring mm-hmm. center, and it really helped me." And you know, and and so I think, I think Jennifer, you are right. You just kind of you, you gotta bite the bullet, bite the there. bullet, right? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta like. You know, just eat that piece of humble pie and, and go in there. Right? I would
2: not have passed my math class if I didn't do it. Like, I would not. Ha- I mean, I may have at some point, but I would have had to retake it a- probably a couple of times. And the tutors were just like, they. My math teacher didn't know how to teach or didn't care to teach anymore or whatever. Yeah. And um, so he would not help me at all. And I was, I needed it to graduate. So I- what, what yeah. else do I do? I started using the tutoring center, and I was like, oh, this is a godsend, right? Like. Yeah, I know I can do this. Yeah. At least enough to <laughs> C's, C's do get, get you degrees. C's but. get you degrees. Yeah, you no, know, well, i, was not, I will And I'm not a C student. I was very happy with my C. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I I had uh, taken college algebra not once, not twice, but three times, and I got a D all three times. And um, you know, my professor was you know Mister Disheveled in his cardigan that was <laughs> and and his shuffling shoes. So um I know a few of those. <laughs> I right? And and it was just I think all the time back to when I was teaching reading and working with the developmental education mm-hmm. uh committee like oh my god, I needed this. I needed re- I needed math tutors like it was nobody's business yeah. because I could not graduate with my bachelor's but unfortunately The professor, ironically, he never told me to go get tutoring. That's so strange. Again, Mr. Disheveled (laughs) with his ponytail and his, like, cardigan with probably tomato soup spilled on it and his (laughs) shuffling (laughs) shoes and untucked shirt. He, you know, he was, you know. He was like, math. I love it. Yeah, I love math. (laughs) Let me, I'm in the board. Leave me alone. Right? So, um, but you're right. Like. You know, tutoring is a really, is a, is a really, really valuable um, tool for you, and, and um, you know, we have great tutors here.
2: We do, but I also want to say, like, teachers need to respond to their students. Agreed. Right, like, it, that's, especially in the online environment, that's our communication yeah. tool, mm-hmm. right? Like, I give my students my phone number. Like right. It's on everything. Text me. Just text me because, I mean, email is one thing. But I, I try to get back to them very quickly. But texting is so much faster. Yes. Like is. if you are working on a project and you need something and it's 11 o'clock at night, I will not be on the phone email. But mm-hmm. if my phone's sitting next to me, if I'm awake, I'll text you back. I don't care. Don't abuse it. Don't send me a message at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> but other yeah. than that, I, I like I love that. I mean, if
0: you want to online... abuse it and ask me if I want a coffee before class. <laughs> yes. I, the, there's that. You know, oh, I'm hitting up Bosa Donuts. <laughs> They're the best donuts in the state. <laughs> Bosa so. Donuts are so good. Yes. Right? Yes, they are. But no, agreed. And and that's just it. It comes down to communication mm-hmm. and especially in the online learning environment. I mean, you know, having communication that is consistent Reliable. and it is yep. it, it, it's clearly laid out mm-hmm. in the syllabus and it's it is followed through by the instructor. That is key to online learning. Yep. And more importantly, there's all sorts of research that shows that students are more likely to stay in your class If you are sending out weekly announcements, if you are communicating within a specific time frame, you know, I know with my classes, I always made sure like during the weekday, I would tell my students that give me 24 hours to respond back on the weekend. You know, that's my time with my Mm -hmm. family. But, you know, if I if I email you back, it'll you know, I'll email you back. But if not. Expect one Monday morning. Yep. Yeah. So communication is really key, and letting them know that expectation, At, like you said, in the syllabus,
2: like absolutely. you know, if you email me on Friday night, I might not get back to you till Monday morning. That's yeah, yeah. know that going into A, it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you are much nicer than I am, Jennifer. <laughs> I I never gave out my phone number, and and I would tell my students too. I was like, you know, after after six o'clock, I I got family. It started with yeah. COVID. Yeah. You know, and they just needed yeah. so much more, and I, and they didn't overdo
2: it. It was like those students. It's were the students who needed it. it. So I was like, yeah. okay, just fine, just anytime. I yeah. don't care. So, yeah. um, and I and I didn't stop, and I and I don't think I will because yeah. I have not had any student thus far in three years abuse
0: that. abuse it. So yeah. I'm okay with it at this point. But you're right. Uh, communication is everything. Yeah. And and that presence, that feeling of presence for mm-hmm. you, <laughs> and and acknowledged by your faculty, yep. by your professors. That's a huge part of whether or not you choose to stay in a course or yeah. not, you know. So if they're not there, why <laughs> should you be? <laughs> right. So um, so now my question for you is, what advice do you have for, first, let's ask, what advice do you have for faculty to be more student first?
1: Uh, my advice would be to try just send yeah advertise just let them know like hey we are here for you like we're trying to be here as much as possible so building those community those transparent communication skills yeah and then also just like even if you have certain relationships with students just like a couple of them i feel like that would help because then the student will be like oh like this person helped me so maybe they can help you and just kind of spread it and then you know everyone's in a way connected in something like i think and and we've
0: talked about that it's about building community Mm -hmm. yeah and that's a huge part of being a teacher, whether you're teaching face-to-face, live online, or asynchronously. That community is, is what keeps you, our students, uh, around. Yeah. So, um, now, what, what, what advice do you have for staff? So that would be like people like me. I'm not mm-hmm. a professor, but um, I am an adjunct. But I, you know, I, my role is staff now. So how how could we help you be more successful and be student first?
1: Um, I think probably, in a sense, the same thing, but also reminding faculty and be like, hey, like, try to reach out to them, you know, because they are the students, help them out a little bit. And then, honestly... Just, yeah, just advertising again as well. I think that's huge advertisement. And a lot of us are on social media now. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. So I feel like just getting out there and trying to reach to them. And just, like, if you see a student, just be like, hey, like, if you guys need help, just, you know, we're here. Go do this. Go do, go there, you know, yeah. all that type of good stuff. Awesome. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. So is there anything that we covered uh, or that we did not cover that you would like to share more about?
1: Um. Well, we have a club at Rising. Mm -hmm. If you guys are in education, definitely go look it up. It's really cool. Um, I'm the vice president. Princessa is the president. She's amazing. Uh, Dr. Brown Lee is one of the head people. So is um, our lovely lady here. (laughs) That's me, Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yes, definitely just if you guys are interested in education, go out there. It's awesome. We have field trips. We go out a lot. We're trying to help out our community as well. Mm-hmm. We just had a book drive. Awesome. Almost done with it. The end of the week, we'll yes. be done. Yeah. Yes.
0: How many books have you collected?
2: Over 200 right now. Holy canals. Yeah, we have a lot. Um, and I just sent out another email this morning to remind everyone we're finishing collecting on Friday. We'll go through the end of the day Friday. And then I guess maybe on Monday, maybe in Dr. Brunley's class, we'll go through yeah. and see what
1: all how many we end up
2: with. But yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, definitely just check out our club, you know, we're trying to get it running, going, yeah, so that's for awesome. fun, yeah, we have
2: like what like seven members now, right? Because I think we have so. five positions filled, and then there's the two other one people that were online, yeah, they didn't come into the class for the meeting, but they were there online, so yeah, it's. It's growing. It's that's growing. For sure. Yes. Yes.
0: That's for sure. Well, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Of and, course. And now it will be immortalized on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any any publicity is good publicity. It is. So um, well, Taya, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. It has been so lovely sitting with you and and hearing your thoughts about how we as staff and faculty can and and our college can provide a better service for you um you know that's that's really what this is uh, you know our podcast is about it is about how can we provide a better service to help you succeed and evolve into the best version of yourself so thank you so much
1: thank you guys for having me on here i really enjoyed talking to you guys Anytime you want to come back yeah. and talk to us, you know
0: where to find us now. <laughs> just let
2: us know. Yeah, thanks for your perspective. Um, it's it's nice to hear from students. Um, what we think they want or need is not always the case, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just reminding everyone that communication is key. Yeah. We really appreciate that because I, I think it's so important to the success of our students.
0: So thank you for
2: that. Of course. We really appreciate it.
0: Yes, thank you guys. Thank you all for listening to the Service of Teaching podcast. And we'll see you or talk to you in the next one. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Bye.